0: Hello and welcome to the 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is Friday, June 1st, 2018, here in creative Carlsbad, California. Mustachio and I have been on the road for about a week and a half. We left Roseville, California, made it about partway to Carlsbad in Valencia, and then... Continued on to the Omni Resort and Spa in Carlsbad. Today's episode is season three, episode nine, 10 list Chopra Center event recap. I attended the 2018 women's retreat through the Chopra Center and was pleased and amazed with the transformations I feel now after some reflection. The event ended on Memorial Day, May 28th, a couple days ago. So today, Mustachio and I are going to go over a 10 list of the highlights and insights learned while attending the women's retreat. For today's show, we have Listener Challenge number 41, Daily Homeostasis, a Thoughtseed Mentor, Judith Orloff, a thought seed Business, the Chopra Center, and a 10 list for the Chopra Center event recap. The 10 list includes number one, Chopra Center Women's Retreat 2018, number two, Omni La Costa Resort and Spa. Number three, Mind Body Medical Group with Sheila Patel. Number four, Pranic Healing and Odyssey Enlivening with Devika Kishore. Number five, Kundalini Yoga with Libby Karstensen. Number six, Meditation with Megan Monahan. Number seven, Kinesco Radiance Facial with Christine. Number eight, Resistance and Magnetism with Luis Laffey. Number nine, Live Music with Justin Froze, And number 10, Importance of Daily Wellbeing Practices using a chart card. One of the things I really enjoy about this particular 10 list is that it includes several people. That's one of the things Mustachio and I set into intention and action was to meet like-minded people and to help restore some faith in humanity. (laughs) Faith in humanity has been restored. (laughs) And we will go over in detail some of the highlights of those encounters mentioned through the 10 list. So for the listener challenge, number 41, daily homeostasis. For this week, focus on daily homeostasis. Each morning, spend time to walk around the home and offer present moment awareness towards object placement. Return items to where they belong, as well as donate unused items and throw away garbage. Take care of the little things which tend to build up over time. Purchase items which bring ease and peace of mind to the home. When the house reaches homeostasis, a surprise guest is easier to prepare for. Be a 3H2 human and optimize the home environment today. Daily homeostasis relates to this episode because it's one of the categories I focus on before I leave on an adventure or a retreat. I've found that when I leave the home in an optimized, clean, organized condition, when I return from a retreat or adventure, I'm able to have a more clear mind. Instead of focusing on clutter and objects I need to organize, I'm able to focus on the new me. It's a bit difficult to put into words how profound this action can be. So I challenge listeners. For a week before going out of town, focus on daily homeostasis. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but each day, give conscious awareness to the items in a room. Do a clockwise scan and think, how does this object serve me? Is it in an ideal place? One of the examples for me was that I cleaned out my pantry before leaving. It had became quite a mess. And it was frustrating. And I've learned that when the pantry is in disarray, often my eating habits are in disarray. I find that it's easier for me to just grab what I can see as opposed to thinking and putting conscious awareness towards the foods I eat. So I encourage folks, examine the home. Find those areas that are cluttered and a bit disastrous and take a little bit of time each day to clean them up before going on an adventure. So that is listener challenge number 41, daily homeostasis. And Mustachio wants me to explain homeostasis. That's when things are in a state of balance. This is often thought of in the biological world, in nature. With homeostasis, there is an optimization and a balance, a flow of pleasantry. So think of this, a flow of pleasantry within the home. For the Thoughtseed mentor, Judith Orloff, and in particular her book, the Empath's Survival Guide, which was published in 2017. Fantastic Insights into Empath Definition. Pink Zone interviews remain within present moment, mindful of non-local energy transfer, feeling, and sensing. A few months ago, I came across the work of Judith Orloff while listening to Jessica Murnane's one part plant movement podcast pretty soon i was gravitated towards judith her words and thoughts resonated deeply with me because i identify as an empath and she talks about how to navigate in this chaotic world being an empath so empaths are very sensitive to the environment, to people, there's a heightened sense of awareness where emotions, smells, sounds, tactile sensing, these abilities are on hyperdrive. (laughs) And I'm one of those people where it's difficult for me to chit chat, especially with someone I can sense who has deep emotions that are pushed down. I would rather talk about substantive qualities, how to improve oneself and the environment, than (laughs) chit-chat. And this was another big part of Judith's work. She talks about energy vampires and how people who incessantly talk are very draining. And I find this, if someone just rambles on and on and on, I can handle about five minutes of that until I start to feel physically ill. And I was comforted that I'm not the only one. There are many other people out in the world who also experience heightened sensory perception. And that's, and that's in part how I would describe an empath is heightened sensory perception. Many senses are heightened and difficult to ignore. Judith was a speaker at the workshop and I was a bit starstruck being in her presence. At the end of her talk, she did a book signing and I waited in line, handed her my book and it said, (laughs) Leonardo, <laughs> as the name to sign it to and it kind of took her a moment she said "Leonardo." I was like yeah that's that's my stage name <laughs> and we had a little bit of a laugh and I told her about how I went to my parents house and spent eight days straight cleaning organizing sorting donating, just doing home homeostasis for my family. And that I listened to about 10, maybe even a dozen of her interviews and some of them multiple times. So I spent, I would say, around 20 or so hours in a meditative state using my physical body to improve my loved one's environment and then listening to her talk about empaths and her life experiences. It was profound and it helped me get through some of the difficult times when I would look at a closet that was packed to the brim with stuff and think how am I going to organize this? What am I going to do with these things? Having Judith Orloff, in my ear and occupying my mind while my body worked created an ideal environment for me. And this is one of the reasons why I started the 3H2Humans radio show. I would like to provide that voice of positivity and mental stimulation to people who are going through physical mundane movements. In that regard, Those physical mundane movements have a much deeper meaning when there is mental evolution attached with that physical evolution. So I briefly explained this to Judith and she looked up at me and we made eye contact and I could feel her heart was so open and she was such a beautiful human I started to cry. And I prefer to cry in private, (laughs) not in front of a mentor I admire or a line of 40 women. So I said, thank you, started to cry and then bolted for the door. (laughs) And I went out to the lawn area and just let myself cry. I just went to the grass, faced some beautiful lilies, and just cried, allowed myself to sob. And it was incredibly therapeutic for me. So Judith provided a mental container for healing a couple months ago, as I worked on a home project, as well as one in person. She is a role model for me. I hope to offer this same type of healing container for others whether it be through the ears on someone's own time or in person. I wasn't able to talk to Judith a whole lot at this event but I have signed up for her empath workshop which is at Echelon in Big Sur at the end of July. I do look forward to this event and I really I'm focusing on mental and physical well-being leading up to the event. And how can I be the best version of me when I'm around Judith? So I'm able to share positivity instead of cry. <laughs> Although crying is very therapeutic and healing for me. Oh, there's a train. I love trains. Toot, toot. <laughs> and also, trains are a sign that I'm on the right path. And that synchronistic event of that train tooting its horn as I'm saying it's okay to cry. In the past, I didn't think this. I thought crying was a sign of weakness. And now, as I've aged and matured, I recognize that crying is a sign of strength and inner cleansing. So I feel strong and cleansed and ready to evolve into an optimized version of myself. So I encourage folks, check out the work of Judith Orloff. She has a ton of interviews online. I just went to the podcast app and typed in Judith Orloff and a bunch came up. She also does retreats, has a ton of books. There's an abundant amount of resources judith is associated with so check her out the next thought seed is business the Chopra center in carlsbad california Conscious business, which offers retreats, body balancing, and a variety of wellness services. In future land, Mustachio and I hope to have some sort of physical space similar to the Chopra Center, where there is consciousness mixed in with mind and body wellness. I didn't know a business like this existed. I've been to... Holistic doctors and things of that nature. But nothing tickled me quite the way I was tickled at the Chopra Center. I do encourage folks who are interested in consciousness and an integrated mind and body approach to wellness to check out the Chopra Center. There are a bunch of treatments, products, retreats, leaders information all that good stuff (laughs) and it is at the omni la costa resort which is a very fancy resort it's perhaps the fanciest resort i've ever been to (laughs) and at first i thought that was kind of strange to have a consciousness entity nestled in a fancy resort but since i went there I get it. I get that being on campus in a beautiful flower filled friendly environment helps stimulate mental and physical well-being. So check out the Chopra Center in Carlsbad, California. Next up is the 10 list Chopra Center event recap. Number one, Chopra Center Women's Retreat 2018. Positive nurturing environment, AM to PM wellness events, and about 200 participants. This is the largest retreat I have attended. For those who are familiar with the show, (laughs) over the years, I've reported on retreats that I've been to and how the majority of them are cancelled due to low enrollment. The most recent one was the Amit Goswami retreat in Milpitas California where there was me and another gentleman signed up for the retreat and that was pretty much it. There was crew and friends and family of the center but People who had planned to go to the receipt, people who had planned to go to the re- <laughs> people who had planned to go to the retreat, signed up and showed up, it was me and another guy. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go to this retreat, because it was a high-capacity retreat. And I asked the program director how many people were there. And she said about 200. That is many multiples more than two. (laughs) About 198 people more. (laughs) So it was neat. And this is one of the things I really enjoy is experiencing polar ends of continuums, tiny intimate retreats and big, large gatherings. I prefer something about in the middle. 200 people, that was a bit much for me. I think 50 people would be about my ideal capacity where it's a large group but slightly less overwhelming. Overall, I give the retreat two thumbs up. The presenters were enjoyable, the setting, the food, the guests, there were quite a few people that i connected with so hello to anyone out there who met me at the event and what's really neat is i had put an intention to meet someone in the sacramento area and i ended up sitting next to someone from elk grove which is a stone's throw from roseville so hello sarah I also synchronistically kept sitting next to a married couple with glowingly positive and welcoming energy. And each time we would happen to sit next to each other, and it wasn't on purpose. Either I'd set my things down and then go get food and then they would come or vice versa. I was calmed. I thought, oh, oh good. these people bring forth positive chat. Whereas some of the other tables I sat at, there was a lot of negative talk and, oh, back home, these things are terrible and blah, 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 and blah. Not a big fan of that. When I'm at a retreat, I like to be in the present moment and keep things positive. So I did my best to surround myself with present moment positive people. And for the most part, I did. So that is the recap of the Chopra Center Women's Retreat 2018. It also encouraged me to want to speak at an event like this. A couple of the speakers, I thought, wow, they use a lot of pish posh words, a lot of negative storytelling, as well as misuse of the word you. A lot of misuse of the word you, where people would say, you can be happy, you can stop living a life of surviving and begin to thrive. So there was a bit of authoritative negativeness. That's the best way I can describe it. Where the speaker assumes the people listening are eons behind themselves. This is something I consciously avoid. I speak from the I perspective and I give my listeners the benefit of doubt. Anyone who comes across me, whoa, <laughs> they are intelligent and charismatic and capable of critical thought, have confidence and are able to engage with my perspective and remain true to their own perspective. I think this is a very important quality of a speaker, to give the audience a positive benefit of doubt and to encourage well-being rather than say you and then a bunch of negative stuff because I felt like that I felt a little bit invaded sometimes when a speaker would say you know you can get your life together and you can be happy like me it's like well I do have my life together why does this speaker think I don't so it's encouragement to challenge myself to see if I can be that type of public speaker. Because I haven't taken the stage yet as Leonardo. And uh, it feels like that is coming up soon. So, woo <laughs> Number two, Omni La Costa Resort and Spa. Luxury resort and spa in Carlsbad, California. Fancy cars and fancy people. Peaceful vibe throughout the property. This was the first time I solo adventured to a fancy resort. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I drove up the long driveway turned towards the check-in spot, and then saw a row of high-end cars. A Porsche, Tesla, Audi, fancy SUVs. I had not seen so many fancy cars in one spot in years. (laughs) And I thought, wow, this is an environment of abundance. This is in contrast to how I used to adventure travel when I first started. My mom gets a little anxious when I relive my past way of adventuring, which was I would drive with no particular destination in mind, find a small town when I was done driving for the day, go to the local dive bar, eat some food, drink some whiskey and beer, figure out who the alpha in the room was, (laughs) converse with the alpha, and then go sleep in my car. (laughs) So I didn't even stay in a hotel. I would use the restroom once I left the dive bar and then sleep in the back of my 2006 Pontiac Vibe and then use the restroom in the morning and gas up and continue on my way. That type of road tripping is very different than staying at the Omni La Costa resort and spa. (laughs) I begin to contemplate where do I fit in? If there's a continuum of sleeping in my car at one end, a fancy resort at the other I'm probably somewhere in the middle and now that I've experienced car camping and and adventuring in that sort of a way I want to embrace new ways of adventuring and the Omni La Costa resort and spa was a great place to start Number three, mind body medical group with Dr. Sheila Patel. Integrated approach to overall wellness. Dr. Patel offers holistic and compassionate care, pink zone level of understanding. So, my first stop on this adventure was to see Dr. Patel of the mind body medical group. I was having mental and physical complications and desired a professional perspective into how to heal. Similar to my encounter with Judith Orloff, Dr. Patel offered a comforting container for me to cry and to get in touch with deep, subconscious layers of myself which I needed to address in order to heal. I was able to enter the pink zone with Dr. Patel. With many doctors, I feel as though the doctor just looks at one part of me and then puts a band-aid on that. Instead of really diving into mental and perhaps environmental cause for an ailment I do believe many of my ailments are due to mental and environmental causes and putting a band-aid over something is a temporary fix I wanted vitality and lasting results I entered dr. Patel's office a disaster (laughs) and left her office feeling much more confident in myself. And for me, that was my main ailment was a lack of confidence and understanding of my physical body and mental connection to that physical body. For those out there who seek an integrated approach, well being, I do recommend going to the Mind Body Medical Group and look into the treatments and approaches of professionals such as Dr. Sheila Patel. A fantastic recommendation she gave me was number four pranic healing and odyssey enlivening with Devika Kishore. I experienced benefits of pranic healing compassionate refreshing and pink zone approach to wellness Devika improved overall mental and physical energy pranic healing was a new term for me I was unfamiliar with what it was but Dr. Patel looked into my soul (laughs) and recommended pranic healing with devika once she had said that i was convinced i didn't need to know what it was what i had to do none of that seemed important what seemed important was that i took action and signed up for an appointment pranic healing deals with chakra balancing i'm a bit new to the chakra energy realm intuitively i feel this realm and balance as well as imbalances within my chakras but as far as vocabulary and conscious awareness they were very low after the treatment i felt rejuvenated and amazing and what was quite synchronistic right when I walked out I saw a fellow attendee of the women's retreat and I said I just had pranic healing and the person said congratulations (laughs) and that's how I felt as though congratulations was an appropriate reply to my first pranic healing and to sum it up, I sat down in a chair, listened to Grandmaster Ko offer a guided meditation while Devaka cleared my energy field. And I felt many emotions that were suppressed. They came to the surface, I acknowledged them, and then let them go. And that was huge for me. I could feel that I was holding on to so many things that no longer served me. And in order to create room for new, beautiful experiences, I needed to let go of past negativity that I wanted to change and fix and correct. And it didn't need any of those things. It needed to just be let go. Devika helped me with this. So it was huge. The next day, I signed up for the Odyssey enlivening, also with Devika. Whereas the pranic healing, I would consider a bit more mental. The Odyssey enlivening was a bit more physical. It's similar to a massage with oils and physical touch. Whereas the pranic healing does not involve physical touch. These two treatments worked really well as a triangle. I think in terms of triangles, with Dr. Patel's medical consultation and Devika's energy and physical balancing. It was a holistic approach to revitalizing my essence. <laughs> my core, my soul, my chakras, my oomph came back. And I'm grateful for the courage within myself to embrace treatments I'm unfamiliar with, as well as the compassionate and pink zone nature of the healers I met. Number five, Kundalini Yoga with Libby Karstensen libby's radiance and beauty was an alluring distraction i participated in kundalini yoga for the first time i experienced a raised level of vitality shoulder health and self-confidence so kundalini yoga this type of yoga involves a lot of breathing movements and mantras these areas were new for me I often just do some classic yoga poses on my own but to have Libby as a guide was huge and as pointed out her radiance and beauty and alluring distraction right when she first took the stage I was blown away <laughs> by how glowing her physical and mental essence was. Her skin was beautiful and radiant, her smile and gestures and just everything about her was gorgeous and welcoming. I thought, how can I do that? (laughs) What can I add to my daily routine? to have an alluring and radiant essence and now with some reflection i believe kundalini yoga and compassion towards others is a huge part of having alluring radiance since the retreat i continue to do kundalini yoga in the mornings granted it's not quite as charismatic and in-depth as the sessions with Libby, but I put the handout in front of me, recite the mantras and do my best to replicate some of the exercises learned in the class. Libby also does coaching and teaches yoga. So I encourage folks to check out her work. Number six, meditation with Megan Monahan, who was also the host of the event, experienced group meditation, charismatic and humorous host with a pinch too much negative speech, shared tips about how to optimize meditation practices. There's something magical about group meditation to have A room full of people who are engaged in a similar present moment awareness activity. I enjoyed Megan's guided meditation. She's a meditation teacher and also a charismatic and humorous host. She was able to wrangle the audience and fire us up before a speaker calm us down in between one thing that threw me off was sometimes she would focus on negative aspects for example she talked about the perfect health wellness retreat and how there's daily massages and how that was so terrible to have a daily massage and I get that it's humor but I don't grasp negative humor, especially when I'm in a meditative mindset. I like to have positive neuronal connections. I'm very sensitive to neuronal connections and speech. That's one of the reasons why I teach conscious communication because I would like people who I engage with to be conscious communicators. And so when words like terrible and bad and unfortunate and oh, this thing happened a long time ago that sucked, that triggers negative connections in my brain because my brain doesn't know what a joke is. It's very objective, ones and zeros. Something is positive or it's negative. Whether or not there's humor mixed in. So that was one thing that kind of threw me off, was a meditation teacher with a negative sense of humor. So I'm still processing it, but she is a friendly, charismatic, and fun person to be around. Number seven, Canesco Radiance Facial with Christine. First facial in about 10 years. Learned about proper skincare and products. I now use Cypress Antioxidant Dew and Eminence Facial Recovery Oil instead of Clinique Dramatically Different Lotion. Apparently it has alcohol in it and dries the skin. I thought I was doing my face a favor, but that's so 10 years ago. <laughs> and Christine has a holistic approach to skin care, which includes food and environment. I like to take care of my skin, and I was ignorant. I thought I needed to get a washcloth and scrub my face really hard to clear out the pores and exfoliate come to find out that's not the best idea that it's damaging to the skin to scrub it real hard i also get blackheads on my nose and the facial removed those it was awesome to not have blackheads and to have beautiful clear skin for several days after the facial i am sold on the importance of having a professional esthetician clean my skin and do things like a kensko radiance facial moving forward i plan to go to a spa and have a facial a couple times a year this will help remove dead layers of skin and environmental toxins which clog my face during the facial we talked about foods how eating a clean diet helps with skin care that the whole body plays a role in the skin and it was refreshing to receive some professional insights into how i can best care for my skin number eight resistance and magnetism with louise laffey misuse of you girl and other pish posh words frequently discussion was yellow zone due to her authoritative position behavior and speech on opposite end of spectrum from myself prior to this event I was not familiar with Louise Laffey and her wish game synchronistically her wish game is similar to the previously known cognitive discovery game, now I believe it's going to be called the 3H2 humans discovery game. They're similar in that there's a subject, for her it's a wish, and for me it's a question, and then some sort of random card to evoke subconscious thinking. Although there are many similarities between us, there are also many differences. My game has been free. It's very cheap to make. It's cards, it consists of playing cards, an instruction sheet made from a Word document, and cue cards printed up at a print shop. Her game costs $125. It includes a silk scarf and gemstones. And as I looked into the work of Louise, I realized how weird it was to be so similar yet so different at the same time. (laughs) And I was resistant to her. I didn't want to get too close. It was weird. I was waiting for the doors to open and she was standing nearby. And subconsciously, I was in the line to speak with her. And I guess I was next and someone behind me said, oh, you're next to talk to Louise. I was like, oh, no, I'm not here to talk to her. I'm just waiting for the door. And then I walked away. So I had the chance to speak with her, but I chose not to. Then all of the participants at the retreat sat down at tables and played the game. By random selection, I was at table 8B, and the number 8 is huge for Louise. She talks about how being in an 8 vibration is the highest vibration. So I sat at the table, played the game, and then a participant in my group got up to use the restroom, and then Louise sat down at the table. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, here she is again. (laughs) There's no escaping. (laughs) And intuitively, I reached into my bag and handed her a version of my game and briefly explained it to her. And she said she'd check it out and offer me some feedback. And I felt energized in that moment. It was the first time I gave my game to a peer and especially a peer who would likely understand it because my game was channeled through ancient wisdom as well as hers. She talks about how it just came to her and that was the same feelings I received with mine was that it wasn't necessarily me. Leonardo the human who came up with it. It was from some other place, some other stream of consciousness outside of my own brain. Then the next day, I was at the spa and I was sitting in the cafe doing some reflection writing and I saw a familiar face and I thought, I know this woman who is that and then she waved and said hello and I said oh my gosh it's Luis <laughs> I'm running into her again <laughs> and I continued to reflection right and wrapped up at the cafe and decided to go in the steam room before going in the steam room I set my belongings down and looked over to the left and there was Luis again <laughs> In the spa and I thought okay I've got to talk to her the universe is nudging me in her direction there's something I can learn some insight that I can grow from even though consciously I was resistant I didn't really agree with her choice of vocabulary and some of the principles that she discusses, but I tend to run towards resistance and things I fear because that's where some of the greatest life lessons are in that uncomfortable space of approaching resistance. So I knelt down and we talked for a bit and I pointed out how she misused the word girl. She said that she worked in a man's world and that she was a girl I pointed this out that it's likely a subconscious disconnect and she said no no it's not that she consciously says the word girl because that's how society views women as girls so I agree with that but I don't agree with choosing vocabulary based off of ignorance and i think that's one of the reasons why luis's work didn't sit well with me because she speaks to the ignorant and i think that's a complication in the wellness industry is assuming people are stupid and using words of ignorance instead of changing the vocabulary and becoming an example of conscious communication so our chat was enlightening and she had said that I was in a vibration going between a seven and an eight and that I'm not quite there yet and that she's in a vibration of an eight and I asked her if she's always an eight or does she waver and she said she's always an eight <laughs> To me, I I find that hard to believe. One of the traits of being human is that we are flawed creatures. That we bounce around consciousness streams. And perhaps she is always an eight. But in our talk, I don't believe she ever understood my perspective. Our chat was very yellow zone and very authoritative where she just told me how it was rather than listening to my perspective and sometimes i've been called arrogant (laughs) and that was the vibe that i got was that she was very arrogant that she had everything figured out and i was just a stupid nobody And I didn't know myself. And I needed to change my perspectives. And that I needed to be more in the present moment. She knew nothing about me, what I did, how I thought. And she didn't want to know. There was a big wall up. And it taught me that I do this to people. Sometimes I take an authoritative, arrogant approach when conversing with people I don't really know. And it sucked to want to converse with her in the pink zone, but not be able to, because each time I brought up a viewpoint, the response was, no, it's not. Here's how it is. And I've come across many peers who have done this to me. And perhaps it's a lesson I need to continue to learn in order to welcome pink zone speakers, such as Dr. Sheila Patel, Judith Orloff, Libby Karstensen, Devika Kishore. People who have the mental energy and capacity to enter my pink zone. People who are able to put the wall down and embrace my individual perspective. That's what I want in my life. And in order to receive pink zone conversations, I too need to do the same. I need to give people the benefit of the doubt and understand their perspective before shoving my perspective down their throat. (laughs) And I do that sometimes. I behave the way I felt Luis behaved. And it was frustrating. So it's a learning lesson and the universe would not let me run. We kept running into each other. And once I embraced the resistance I learned and now I let go. I also hope someday Louise and I can have a pink zone conversation and I can get a sense that she understands my perspective because I did not feel that. But I do recognize in differences there's often an evolution of thought. Number nine, live music with Justin Froze, Added a fun and lively vibe to the Omni Resort grounds. Hilarious rendition of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Ability to cater to the crowd. So the first night I was there, I went out to the little area in front of the steakhouse. There were food trucks and people. It was the epicenter for the nightlife, and Justin Froze set the bar high. He performed a combination of his own unique music, as well as crowd favorites. This type, of combina- <laughs> this type of combination is very pleasurable for me. I like to hear a mix of original music and stuff that I'm familiar with. It helps me engage in the moment with the artist. Many of the chairs were taken, but there was a bar area off to the side that was open. So I sat there, had a glass of wine and a salad and some bread and listened to him perform. And I felt rejuvenated once again. Oh, I know, Mustachio is... Oh, so excited about all these rejuvenating humans. And during the break, we chatted for a few minutes, and he gave off a very welcoming, grounded, and charismatic essence. He was very friendly, and then asked if I was a musician as well. Because I have been told I give off that vibe, that I do something. And maybe it's because I do. I told my host a radio show, and that I have a lot of respect for people who put out original content. That it's difficult to create something and then put it out there. So we wrapped up our chat, and he went back to performing, and a bunch of children showed up. And he flipped the script. He went from playing his own music, and Johnny Cash covers, to singing, Old MacDonald Had a Farm. (laughs) And it was great. He really engaged with the children. And one of them said a goat, but he thought they said ghost. And he said, what, a ghost? What does that sound like? (laughs) Woo! He was very talented at improvising and Getting in the pink zone with the audience. To me, this is my favorite type of entertainer. Someone who is capable of tapping into the pink zone of the audience and uniting a group of seemingly opposite, unfamiliar people as one whole unit. It was great. (laughs) So I listened to him play for a while, then I went off for a walk and did some more reflection writing, and then came back and he was still playing. I think it was an hour after he was scheduled to wrap up, but there were still people who desired entertainment. So he let the show go on. Later that evening, I purchased one of his CDs. It's available in iTunes. Just go to the search sector and put in Justin Froze, F-R-O-S-E. And check out some of his music. He's a very talented musician and talented entertainer. And it gave me a little boost to see those qualities within myself. And number 10, importance of daily well being practices with a chart card reminded me of importance to maintain a weekly chart card of accountability rejuvenated lost patterns of healthy eating yoga and meditation raised set point for physical and mental health so the women's retreat was kind of like injector cleaner (laughs) or an oil change I Uh, Mustachio and I were talking about that, how the body is very similar to a machine, and it requires deep cleaning and scrubbing and replenishing of mental and physical fluids and all that stuff that keeps the machine a well-oiled contraption. Prior to this retreat, I felt a little bit like a weirdo bajirdo within the circle of my friends and family for having a chart card and doing daily yoga and meditation practices as well as reflection writing. And a new word I learned, recapitulation, which is something I do with photographs. I take about a hundred a day and then I organize and relive each day. When I relive the day, I have hindsight and am an observer of my activities attending this retreat helped me to realize these habits are healthy and simply because people in my home environment do not embrace these that doesn't mean that i'm a weirdo bajirdo and even if i am who cares i feel rejuvenated when i do a chart card and when i hold myself accountable For daily wellness instead of weekend wellness or occasional when I think of it wellness (laughs) that type of wellness doesn't work for me I tend to spiral down into the yuck but when I have daily practices and maintain a chart card that includes exercise hydration and mental stimulation my whole life is better and my interactions and my mental and physical well-being is stable. So this was a reminder of that for me. The importance of daily well-being practices. All right. Woo. Oh, I just got the the happy chills of goosebumps and awesomeness this uh this adventure has been profound and the panacea the cure-all for my healing it took work and i needed to show up and i needed to move towards resistance and be open-minded to aspects of life i was unfamiliar with as i navigated unfamiliar territory i listened to intuition if intuition said dive in before my conscious human mind could come up with all the reasons why not to i would dive and i'd feel that cool refreshing water on my soul and it encouraged me at the next cliff to dive and then the next one to dive And to continue that cycle of fresh, cleansing rejuvenation. And I encourage folks, examine the show notes. Look into some of the people presented in this episode. And especially the areas where there's resistance. If there's something that tingles in a weird way, run towards it. Get in that Google machine and type in those unfamiliar words and conduct some research. Open up the mind to new perspectives or perhaps rejuvenate practices which have been lost. So the 10 list for this episode. Number one, Chopra Center Women's Retreat, circa 2018. Number two, Omni La Costa Resort and Spa, Number three, Mind Body Medical Group with Dr. Sheila Patel. Number four, Pranic Healing and Odyssey Enlivening with Devika Kishore. Number five, Kundalini Yoga with Libby Karstensen. Number six, Meditation with Megan Monahan. Number seven, Kinesco radiance facial with christine number eight resistance and magnetism with louise laffey number nine live music with justin froze and number ten importance of daily well-being practices through a chart card For the announcements, welcome new listeners. Visit 3h2humans.org to read more about 3H2 humans and conscious communication. Check out the vocabulary tab on the website. The website needs updating. (laughs) But there is a lot of useful information, even though it lacks that fresh polish that I like to do on occasion, it's time for some polishing. But the vocabulary tab does have a lot of explanations into the work of 3H2Humans. Check out Season 3, Episode 4, Amit Goswami Event Recap, to hear an opposite perspective of a continuum with regard to retreat... Toot toot! There's another train! I guess that's a sign this was a great episode to highlight because it does represent the other continuum in terms of retreat population. That retreat had two and this retreat had about 200. Very different creatures, these retreats. Send an email to info at 3h2humans.org if interested in a free set of mystery mindseed posters. We will hard mail a free set of MMS posters to several listeners. Simply request a set. Perhaps some of my new friends from the retreat, people who met me on this adventure, shoot me an email. Let me know what address to send a packet to and I will. I have a ton of poster packs and mailing envelopes. It's relatively easy and cost-effective for me to do. And they're so exciting. Even after years since their creation, I continue to find new perspectives when I go over the Mystery Mind Seed posters. (music) Check out Solitaire Vows on YouTube to witness Leonardo's video debut. It's a quick three minute video about a poem which was channeled. So this video is on ye olde YouTube. It's my first public video and it's very different from what I do with a radio show. It gives a peek into some of the channeling that has entered me especially When I was younger, I received darker, more deep messages, and perhaps it's in translation. Now I'm able to translate much more positive surface level aspects of life. But solitaire vows is beautiful in its own way. Gratitude for those who support the show. We do have a donate button and are grateful for the donors of the show. This trip was funded by donations. Many daily expenses are funded by people who believe in what we do at 3H2Humans and who want to contribute to a conscious, positive existence of humanity. And whether it's a large donation or small, when I receive a message or a check, which is a donation, it brightens my day. And oftentimes these little sparks come when I need them most. On the days that are long and hard, it's a little reminder that people do care. People do want conscious positive content so for the listeners out there thank you for donations which encourage mustachio and i to continue and to continue living our dharma living our purpose this is our purpose for now is 3h2 humans Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.